Wednesday morning and a fairly nice day again today. High is going to be right around the freezing mark for a big chunk of the province. And over the next few days, the weather is spectacular. Plus degrees, plus four, plus seven in some parts. You know that that southwest part of the province, the Maple Creek area, when when we're at plus seven, they're always about five degrees warmer than that. So there is going to be some nice weather. Great for the kids that are off school this week. Uh, great opportunity to just get out and enjoy the outdoors. Well, I've kind of been talking about this a fair bit. I, I've mentioned it to a few people at work, and I've, I've talked about it during the morning show when I do my crossover. I talked about the fact that over the long weekend, I had the opportunity to do something that I would suggest a lot of people don't ever get to do, and that is tour a coal mine. So I've got a couple of buddies in Estevan, Ken Mailer, who's been a friend of mine for a long time. We were auction sale buddies from a way back. He was one of those guys that I used to grit my teeth about because he was always outbidding me at auction sales that we went to. And then, you know, it's kind of like, if you can't beat them, join them, you kind of become friends with them so that, you know, maybe they'll take it easy on you when something comes up that you want and you don't want them to bid on. That's how Ken and I became friends. Uh, and so, you know, we've remained friends and, and, and we, we talk on a fairly regular basis. And so since I started doing this show, I've talked a lot about, you know, the importance of oil and gas and fossil fuels in our province. We've talked about electric vehicles and the strain that this aggressive timeline that the federal government has might put on our power grid and how our power grid is powered in the province. We've had to lend power over to Alberta. So all of these things are things that we talk about. And I'm a farm kid. I grew up on a farm. I don't know a whole lot about oil and gas. I certainly don't know a whole lot about coal. In fact, the most I know about coal in the province is anytime I drive to the States and go through that portal border crossing, you drive by the big mounds, right? You see the big, the earth that's piled up there and you know that that's where they're doing the coal mining, but I didn't know anything about it. So Ken says to me, look, why don't we try and get you in there for a tour? I got some friends that work at the mine. We can get you in there for a tour. So on the long weekend, I said, Jody, have I got an exciting thing for you to do with me. She's such a good sport. She's like, absolutely, let's do it. Let's go. So we we went down to Estevan, had a bit of a visit with Ken and, and a buddy of mine, Brian Crosman, who's from Belcaris originally, but worked in the Estevan area in the oil industry for, for a number of years. And then we went to the mine site. So the Westmoreland mine in Estevan is the big coal mine in Estevan that, again, you drive by, you you probably see it, but you don't really know much about it. So we were able to arrange a tour, and I don't know if they do regular tours. This was a Saturday morning. Uh, they set it up. They said, yeah, you can come at 9 o'clock, and we'll have someone there to give you the tour. Wade Brokenshire was the guy who was our tour guide. He's an operational superintendent for the mine. So we all piled into a mine truck, and he took us on what was a three-hour experience. Like, like something I have, I honestly have never seen anything like this in my life before. First of all, the size of a mine, like this mine site is 50,000 acres. This is not a small piece of land. When you consider like a, a section of land, like a farm section of land, one mile by one mile is 640 acres. So, 50,000 acres, that's like 80 sections of land that this mine site sits on. 
And as we drove, they, they have to construct all their own roads, all of their own ramps into the pits that they're doing the mining in. It is just continuous work, continuous mining the coal, hauling it to the power plants, reclaiming the land, building the roads to new dig sites and the equipment. Like I grew up on a farm. So climbing up on a combine, climbing up on a tractor, you can, I mean, some of these beasts are big. That is nothing compared to what I experienced and saw the next level of dozers, loaders, graders, articulated dump trucks. You know, the ones that bend in the middle. <laughs> they I, Apparently they call them wiggle wagons. But, you know, I learned that some of these cool, I tried to throw them out. Wade is very quiet, but he smirked a couple of times. I was trying to sound cool. I'm like, oh yeah, there's another wiggle wagon. He didn't even respond. He just had this little smirk on his face. Coal haulers, of course. But the drag line, so if you go by a coal mine, like basically they look like big cranes. They're drag line. And they are, I mean, these things, they have a bucket on them that can dig upwards of 100 yards at a time. I think some of them even more than that. So you think about getting, you know, a yard of crusher dust dumped in front of your place. These buckets are digging 80, 100, 120 yards of material out of the ground at a time. It's quite a process. It's quite a process. So Wade took us down into a few of the pits and you can look at the wall of the pit and you can see where the topsoil is. And then you can see where, I don't even know what they call it, but the next layer of, of dirt and clay and whatever. And then you get down to those seams, the coal seams. Some of them are like a few inches thick. Some of them are a few feet thick. Sometimes there's two seams of coal and then they merge into one as you get further down the line. And so the whole basically process is digging down to the coal seams, getting that coal out, hauling that coal to where it needs to go, and then eventually filling the hole back up again, right? That's that's all part of it. And, and you know, depending on the coal, I learned that there are different qualities of coal. So depending on it, some of it doesn't really need to be cleaned. It just basically is used for energy at the power plant. So that's exactly what it's used for. Some of it is, depending on the quality, if it's a little bit better, it could be used in things like filtration systems, like water, even carbon capture initiatives. It's moved to another part of the mine, closer to bean fate, where it's processed and, and shipped from there. So this coal supplies each and every time you walk into your house, your business, whatever, and you flip on a light switch, you use power in any way, Unless you are an off the grid kind of person that has your own, you know, solar panels and you're applying, you're supplying your own power. If you're on the Sask Energy grid, you are benefiting from the work that they're doing at the coal mine. Saskatchewan Power Corporation's four unit boundary dam stations, the single unit Shan generating station. They have an activated carbon processing plant down there and a wholly owned char plant, which I found out that's where the briquettes come from. You know those briquettes that you throw in the barbecue? We all buy those bags. Of, I had no idea that they were manufactured and actually from Saskatchewan, but that is where they come from. And, of course, this powers the electrical generation for the province. But the whole activated carbon thing, and, you know, Wade, he's just so calm. He's a quiet guy. He's driving the truck, and he's basically giving us a lesson on the uses for coal and, and then into and talking about activated carbon and how it's used for air and water filtration and purification. In fact, 
it's used in the carbon capture efforts in our province. Boundary Dams Unit Number 3 operates this breakthrough carbon capture where basically they've demonstrated the ability to remove 90% of CO2 emissions from the unit. That's up to about 75,000 tons a month because of the carbon capture that we benefit from because of the carbon that they're digging out of the ground. Activated carbon processed from Estevan's production is uh, basically has all kinds of applications, medical products, agriculture, fuel storage, gas and chemical purification, you, you name it, it, it can be used for it. So the thing is they do the mining of the coal. And then at the end of it, they basically start the, the reclamation process reclamation when they basically have to fill the hole that they dug. So they've taken the, they've, they've done all of the mining that they needed to out of the coal. Then they have to fill the hole. They basically return the land to its agriculture use prior to the mining activity. So they, they revegetate it. So they'll seed it. And then you'll see cattle out, cattle out there, um, using it as a pasture. We drove by a couple of those sites. You would have never known that they were there doing this digging. So, you know, at at the end of the day, I was hit by a few things because in the time that we were there and doing this tour, we met a lot of people who had no idea that we were coming on a tour. Like they're just there doing their job. And all of a sudden this truck pulls up, Wade saunters out and says, Hey, I got a couple of people here on a tour, but I'm telling you, I was so impressed with the professionalism of every professional I encountered that day. They were all positive. They were all super excited to tell me about the work that they do. They all had a very clear understanding of the importance of the work that they did for the province of Saskatchewan. And I'm going to come back to that in a second because I don't think the province of Saskatchewan has a clear understanding of the importance of the work that they do. But everybody working at that mine, they were happy to share their role. They were happy to talk about what they do. I met Hildor, who is one of the operators. He was a dragline operator that I met. So he took me into his dragline excavator. These things are huge. You're climbing upstairs. He took me inside. I mean, it's like a house. This thing is the size of a house. He's touring me inside of it, showing me the different things. Very proud of what he was doing. Everybody was. I was also struck by the evident focus on safety. Signs, equipment, reminders. People were courteous, radio etiquette. Like we're coming down one of these steep, you know, slopes that goes into the ramps that go into the pit of where they're doing the mining and you're going around a corner. Well, you might see one of these big wiggle wagons there. I knew I I knew I'd be able to work that in coming around. So they will get on the radio and they will, you know, with a courteous, just, Hey, just so you know, we're coming down. They've got a number assigned to their truck or whatever. They would do that. I can't say how impressed I was at this coal mine in Estevan. And I feel like much of our province is oblivious to the hard work that goes into providing guaranteed power in our lives. Alberta and Manitoba have had to use our power in a time of need. At the end of the day, I am complimentary of the mine in Estevan. I am appreciative for Wade and Ken and everybody that went into making that happen. Cause I, you know, I throw it out there. Yeah. I'd like to take a tour of the mine sometime. And then a couple of people put wheels in motion, made the request and, and got us down there. And Jody loved it too, by the way, she didn't climb up on the, uh, 
on the drag line with me. She's not a big heights person, so she didn't love that. But at the end of the day, it was uh, an incredible experience. I know we've got a lot of listeners down there as well, because as I talked to a few people, we talked about the show and what's on the show and all of those types of things. So to the crew in Estevan that work at the Westmoreland Mine, uh, thank you very much, uh, Wade and team, for the tour the other day. Thank you for the work that you do. And uh, as a province, I very much appreciate uh, what what that mine does in keeping us in power, lights on, and uh, appreciate all of all of the work that that they do. And and you know they they are proud of it. And they are the other thing. Jody and I were just talking about this last night. They're very conscious of the earth and conservation. They talked about, they, they have very strict conservation rules that they follow with regard to wildlife in the area. And they have to do regular reports to, you know, minimal disruptions to wildlife and those types of things. They're very conscientious about the ground. I talked about the revegetation that happens. I mean, they are proud of the work that they do. They do incredible work. Uh, and I, for one, am proud that I got a glimpse into something that I had no idea existed, but I'm proud that our province has it. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Lots of people have a radio or a TV on in the background, keeping an eye on the Scotties. Scotties Tournament of Hearts is going strong. Team Saskatchewan was off to a great start. Skylar Ackerman and her team were 3-0. and Then they dropped three in a row, so now they're 3-3. Three and three. Playing as we speak, Newfoundland Labrador, and Team Sask is leading that. Seven to four in the seventh end. So uh, let's hope they can put this one away. We've got two games, actually. Saskatchewan plays again later today, uh, this evening, against British Columbia. Boy, I'll tell you, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but a couple of wins there might put us back into contention. Right now, we're fifth in our round robin. We need to be the top three to go on to the playoffs. So the fact that we're in fifth place with a three and three record, a couple of wins today would look pretty good. So... Appreciate the work that uh, Skylar Ackerman and her team are doing. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So listen, <laughs> I talked about the, uh, I talked about my trip down to the coal mine, which by the way, this is my new favorite song. I loved it. It was, uh, it was such a good experience and a few people are, are texting in. Uh, Brian and Esteban, great to hear your tour of the coal mine was so insightful. Coal is an important part of keeping the lights and the heat on in Saskatchewan. Don and Lampman also weighing in saying, I appreciate you putting in the spotlight on mining down here in the uh, southeast part of the province. I've been working in the oil patch since 1985. I'm just a different branch of energy down here in southeast Sask. We are the engine that runs the province and not enough people know uh, the work that they do. So, I, I agree. I'm telling you, it's it was an experience. I realize not everyone can, can go down there and go on a tour. You know, we made a conscious decision, take a chunk of our Saturday, go down there and take part in the tour, but it was absolutely worthwhile. I would highly recommend, like, again, I don't even know if they do regular tours, but if you ever had the opportunity to do it, what a great thing for school groups to be able to, to do. Um, and even just the reading I've done since being on the tour, because, of course, I didn't answer all of the questions while I was down there. Wade could only answer so many of my questions. And uh, so, you know, coming back, it, it causes you to do a bit of reading and you just get a whole different appreciation for 
for mining and the role that it plays uh, in the province. So anyway, I'm, I was happy to be able to do that, and I'm happy that we were able to uh, discuss it here a little bit today on on the radio. Um, it's been a good day today. We've had lots of good discussions. We had the Minister of Sask Energy, Dustin Duncan, on first thing this morning, and we were talking a bit about the fact that we saw some positive movement in Saskatchewan's inflation rate as a result of the fact that they took that carbon tax off of home heating. They haven't yet, though, decided whether or not they will be remitting that payment. A lot of people weighing in saying it would be a mistake to pay it. You've gone this far. Don't send the payment to the feds. Tomorrow morning, I've got Alina Young joining me, who is an NDP MLA. Don't forget the NDP supported the move to remove the carbon tax off of home heating. I'm curious to know their thoughts on whether it should be remitted to Ottawa or not. So we'll talk with Alina. That'll be another another list on my on my list of questions for her tomorrow morning. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.